Well, good morning, everybody. I want to say good morning to all of you here in our Bethel campus, also to those of you in our Waterbury campus, in Derby, and also in New Milford, and for those of you who are watching online as well, good morning to you. So glad that you could tune in and be a part of worshiping with us today. You know, today we're going to be looking at Mary and how heaven came down in and through her. This whole year has been concentrated around heaven on earth. We want to see heaven come to earth in and through us. As we look at the Christmas story, that certainly happened through the character of Mary. Do you know, Mary was just having a great life. Things were going very well for her. Here she is, she is young in age. She has a long life ahead of her. She's engaged to be married to Joseph. I'm imagining that was a good thing. She's excited about it. She's planning for this ceremony and for this wedding day to come. You can imagine the excitement. And then she's interrupted by guess who? God. God interrupts her. This holy interruption. Mary, I know you got everything all planned out. I know you got all the invitations picked out. I know the flowers all picked out. I'm sure you even tasted some of the cake. But guess what? Things aren't going to go how you planned. Have you ever had an interruption in your life like that? Have you? And I'm not talking about one you created. Those happen daily. (laughs) I'm talking about those ones where God comes and he intervenes and he interrupts you. There's this holy interruption. Here's what I've been praying For each and every person listening to this, here's what I've been praying. You might not like it. I've been praying that you'd be interrupted. That each one of us would have a holy interruption in our life. That God might come and speak to us. That God might come and intervene in a situation. That God might give us the power that we needed, the blessing that we needed, the correction that maybe we haven't been longing for. (laughs) But I've been praying for holy interruptions for each and every one of us. I love how Mary, she's just going about her her life, things are looking so good, good, and then she's wholly interrupted. Heaven comes and visits Mary. But what makes heaven a home within her is her response. See, it was a a visitor on that day, but it it became a home within her because of her response. I love how Mary, she trusted beyond understanding. Trusted beyond understanding. You know, it's really easy to trust when you understand everything. It's not that complicated to say, yeah, I, I, I trust. When you, you know the plan, you've mapped it all out, you know exactly how things are going to land and fall and how much is going to come in and how much is going to go out and how much time it's going to take you. It's really easy to trust in those situations. But what about those times when the Lord calls you to trust something that's beyond your understanding? Will we still trust him? Will we still trust him? I'm praying today for holy interruption. That God would speak, that God would move in each and every one of our lives today. Let me share a few lessons from Mary that kind of teach us what it means to trust beyond understanding. I love the story of Mary and how God uses her, and I love her response. 
But here's the first thing I wanted to share with you is that God chose Mary. This is something that we, we can't forget, that God chose Mary. What a blessing for Mary to be chosen. I love one of the themes in the Christmas story as you read the Christmas story and the different characters in it. One of the themes is that God chose people to bring his kingdom. One of the themes also is that God chose all kinds of people, which leads me to this story of of Jesus, the story in the heart of God that he wants to save all people, that he wants to use all people, no matter who you are. I love that. I think about the shepherds, who are the ones who are given the announcement for the, the first ones to receive the announcement that Jesus was born. They were just shepherds. These weren't the elite in society. These weren't the kings and queens. No, these weren't royalty. They were shepherds, the forgotten, the ones off with their flocks, the stinky. That's who these were. And God chooses them, announces his son's birth. I I just know that as Luke is writing his gospel, he's, he's trying every person who reads it to understand that God has a purpose for every person on this planet, even shepherds. I love how God chose Mary. Do you know that you have been chosen? God has chosen you. I love in Ephesians chapter one, the apostle Paul says this, all praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. This Christmas season, friends, I want you to remember that God sent his son so that you might know him. God came as one of us that we might abide in him, that we might be blessed by his presence, by his wisdom, by his love, by his power, that you might know that God loved you so much that he sent his one and only son. He chose you. He chose to save you through his son Jesus, to redeem you, to heal you, to free you, to be with you, to empower you, to be the light of the world. God has made a choice, and his choice is you. He wants you to know him, to be saved by him. You know, sometimes I I dream at night. It's actually not that often. Usually I just fall asleep. I wake up as if nothing happened. Some of you don't like me right now because... But sometimes I dream, and I had this dream a while back, and, and I was trying to remember why I had it, and I think I had it because I was watching that documentary called The Last Dance about Michael Jordan. And so I had this dream about Michael Jordan, probably the best basketball player of all time. And this was the dream. Okay, I'm letting you into my world. You're going to see what's happening up here, okay? Are you prepared for this level of, of confusion? Okay, here we go. This was the dream that I had. I was brought into this arena, and there was thousands and thousands of people. And quickly, I figured out what was happening. Michael Jordan had been asked to pick his basketball team. And I got to be there to to watch this event of who he would choose to be on his 
basketball team. I'm in the nosebleed section, by the way, observing this whole thing happening. Rows and rows of people. Then Michael Jordan walks in. I can't believe there's Michael Jordan. There he is. I can kind of see him. Got the binoculars out. Yeah, that's him. And then right behind Michael Jordan are all these different rows of of the most famous and the best basketball players of of all time. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Dr. J, Larry Bird, all these people, LeBron James, you know, all these people are there. I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. And now the crowd is getting amped up because now they feel like they should participate in this and help Michael as if he needs help to choose his basketball team. And I found myself yelling too, like, this is who you need to choose, Michael, Michael. Everybody's screaming, right? All of a sudden, then I see Michael just kind of like push past all these professional basketball players. He's walking towards the crowd. I was like, wow, what's he doing? What's he doing? And everyone's still yelling, this is who you need to pick. This is who should be on your team. This is the most ideal, practical, reasonable person that you should have. And he's making his way up. All of a sudden, now he's coming into my section. Oh my goodness, Michael Jordan is coming closer to me. Finally, he's right in my row and he points at me. He says, I choose you. And I think I said something in my dream, like, wrong choice, Michael. Like, you should reconsider this. You've made a complete misjudgment on my abilities in basketball. This isn't right. And and I remember, I choose you. You know, at Christmas time, what God does is he pushes through the crowd of, of all the most likely the reasonable, those who thought should be the ones. He pushes kind of through and he goes right to Mary and says, I choose you. He pushes by kind of maybe all the ones that you would think would receive the announcement and he goes to the shepherds and he says, I choose you. And the Christmas story is about a God who loves us so much that, that he, he comes through all of our confusion, all of our um, rebellion and says I still choose you I choose you friends I want you to know this Christmas season that you have a God who's chosen you he's chosen you before the beginning of time he chose you he loves you when I think about Mary I don't just think about how God chose Mary but I I think about how Mary chose God This is the unbelievable part of her story about how she trusts beyond her understanding. After this angel speaks to Mary and the angel gives her this message, hey, listen, the Lord is with you. It's a great way to to start. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. You're going to have a child conceived by the Holy Spirit. He is going to be great. His kingdom will never end. Now think about Mary in the line of King David. All the king's kingdoms came to an end. And then a new king would step in and then they would reign and have a kingdom. And then a new king would come and that kingdom would end and a new kingdom would begin. That's how it was seen. There were ages and seasons of kingdoms. But no, for your son, his kingdom will never end. This is why when you surrender and you say, Jesus, be the king of my life, you are now a part of a kingdom that will Never end. (laughs) I could stop right there. (laughs) Never end. After this message from the angel, 
This is Mary's response. How will this be? How will this be? When I was looking and studying that question, I was amazed that she didn't ask, why will this be done? Doesn't ask that. She doesn't even say, who, me? No, she doesn't say that. She doesn't say, what are you trying to accomplish here, Jesus, or God? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish? What's, what's really going on? What's really behind this? What's the catch, God? She doesn't ask that. She doesn't even say, hey, when is this going to take place? Where? I want to make sure there's a Hampton Inn nearby. Where is this going to happen? What are the exact steps? No, she doesn't answer, ask any of these W questions. She believes all these W questions land firmly and solidly and confidently in the hands of God. You own the why, you own the what, you own all that. But here's my question. How? How do you want to do this in and through me? So that I can be your servant. How do you want to do this? Her question came out of posture of trust. How will this be done? I found uh, an article that was written in Christianity Today, and it, it listed off advice from children. And they interviewed a bunch of different kids, and they came up with this list of different pieces of advice that kids wanted to give uh, other kids and adults. And I wanted to read a few of them. Here, here they are. I found them quite fascinating. You might want to write these down. If your sister hits you, don't hit her back. They always catch the second person. <laughs> you can't trust dogs to watch your food. <laughs> that was a good one. Don't say that the last one is a rotten egg unless you're absolutely sure there's a slow kid behind you. <laughs> like that one. I'm pretty sure my kids have done this next one. If you want a kitten, start out by asking for a horse. <laughs> That's good. When you want something expensive, ask your grandparents. I like that one. That's a great one. Never try to baptize a cat. Good advice. When your dad is mad and asks, do I look stupid? Don't answer him. <laughs> and then finally, get this one. I like this one. Get this one. You can trust the pizza man because he always delivers. I like that one. You can trust the pizza man because he always delivers. He always delivers. You can be confident. He always delivers. I was thinking about that, and I thought, how was it that Mary was able to say, how will this be? Instead of, can this be? It's because she served a God who always delivered. A God that she had complete confidence in. That she trusted if he said it, it was going to take place. If he promised it, she could guarantee it. If he thought she was the one, then she was the one. This is how she's able to trust beyond her understanding. I wonder, friends, in this Christmas season, will you trust the Lord? Will you trust him? Will you trust him with your marriage in this season? Will you trust him with that relationship that's hurting Will you trust him with your occupation? Will you trust him with your finances? Will you trust him with the gift that he's given you? Will you trust him with that calling that he's given you? Will you trust him for those promises that he's made to you? Will you trust him? I remember uh, years ago now, uh, about 16 years ago, 17 years ago, um, when I was preparing to ask Becca to marry me. 
And I remember I got a big group of my friends together and we put this whole thing together, a scavenger hunt that would end in this romantic time of me getting down on my knee and asking her to marry me. This is what guys should do. I'm just saying that as a father of four daughters. This is what they should do. Get down on a knee and ask her to marry you. And I remember putting this all together and this is long, elaborate plan. My friends were with me and we uh, had this dinner prepared and all of this. We we're so excited for this day that I was going to become engaged. I remember going that day, it was a little bit rainier than I would have liked, but that's okay, and went through the whole thing, and, and I remember that night, after all this took place, I remember getting all these text messages and all these phone calls, and can you believe it? This is what my friends were asking me. Did she say yes? <laughs> what? You've spent months with me planning this event. And now, what were you doing all those months? Thinking that I was just going to like my death here? Thinking that it wasn't gonna happen? Did she say yes? I wonder if when Gabriel got back with his buddies, if they asked him, did she say yes? <laughs> did Mary say yes? Of course she said yes. God came and asked her this, this, this great thing and told her this great thing and I love how she says yes. She says yes. This is what Mary says. Listen to her words. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. I love that complete trust there. Mary doesn't say, hey, listen, um, you know, a couple of those things you said, I don't really, let's, let's you know, can we do a little adjustments there? Um, no, she says, let everything you've said about me come true. You know, friends, it's one thing to believe God can do it. It's a whole other thing to believe that God can do it in and through you. It's one thing to be able to say, yeah, I trust God can do this. It's a whole nother level of trusting beyond understanding when you're able to say, you know what? I believe God can do it in and through me. She said yes to being the one God did the miracle in and through. She said yes to carrying his son. You know, an observer can trust that God is able, but a participant takes trust and moves it into action. And this is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Our trust moves into action. Lord, I trust that you want to meet with me. Therefore, I'm gonna spend time with you. Lord, I trust that you will speak through me. Therefore, I'm gonna share my faith. Lord, I trust that you will provide. So I'm gonna follow your call in my life. Lord, I trust that you hear me, so I'm going to praise you as loud as I can. Lord, I trust that you care about my concerns, and so I'm going to speak them out to you. I wonder, friends, is there anything right now in your life that you trust God for, but you have yet to step out in faith for it? Anything that you would say, yeah, I trust that God is able to do this, but maybe it's something you've yet to step out in faith for. I love in the story of Mary, we learn about trusting beyond understanding and we learn how Mary acted quickly. She didn't hesitate on this news. She doesn't pine over her decision. She obeys quickly. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Her husband does this as well. We looked at these passages last week, and Joseph, he doesn't pine over the decision. 
You remember the story how an angel comes to Joseph in a dream, says, listen, Joseph, this is what's going to happen. Your Mary's going to have a child conceived by the Holy Spirit. You're to take her as your wife. Do not be afraid about this. And I love what it says next in Matthew's gospel, chapter one, verse 24. It says, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. What did Joseph do? Woke up and obeyed quickly. He didn't hesitate. You know, oftentimes our hesitation on the call of God ends up drowning out the clarity of God's call. Drowns out the the urgency of God's call. When we hear from the Lord and we know, oh, the Lord is calling me to something, he's he's convicting me on something, we need to act quickly. Because as time goes by, that clarity thins. And then we begin to play these things in our mind. Oh, God, didn't, he didn't really say that. He would have, no, he's not calling me. To, no, he's not going to use me for that. Nah, I've got other priority things in my life. And, and all of a sudden, that conviction weans. I love how Mary and Joseph move quickly. I love how Joseph hears from God, wakes up, and obeys. Can I be bold with you for a moment? I think probably all of us in some part of our life need to wake up and just obey and stop pining over it. Stop wondering, well, was that really God? Was that not God? No, just wake up and obey. There are some things that some of you are carrying around that that you know you shouldn't be involved in and doing. Wake up and obey. Some of you have these calls on your life that you're doubting that you are capable of doing it. Wake up and obey. I'm sure Joseph, he was a young guy, would have said, I can't father the Messiah. I mean, come on. Go pick another dude. This isn't right for me. No, he woke up and he obeyed. There's this hymn that that I love. It's called, Come Ye Sinners. And um, there's this line at the end of this song that's so powerful. And um, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing a little bit of it for you just because I love this song. And I love the last, last part of it, but I wanna get there. Maybe some of you know it. If you know it, just sing it along with me. It goes like this. Come ye sinners, poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore, Jesus ready, Stands the same view, full of pity, love, and power. And the chorus is, I will arise and go to Jesus. He will embrace me in his arms. In the arms of my dear Savior, oh, there are 10,000 charms. I'm getting to the line. I'm getting there. And come ye thirsty, and come and welcome God's free bounty glorified. True belief and true repentance. Every grace that brings you nigh. I'm almost there. <laughs> Come ye weary, heavy laden, lost and ruined by the fall. Here it is. And if you tarry until you're better, You will never come at all. 
So true. If we just wait on it, no, no, it's okay. If you just wait on it, if you just wait on it and wait on it and wait thinking, oh, I just gotta get myself better. I just gotta get myself in that right spot. Then, Lord, then, Lord, I'll say yes. If you just keep tearing until you get better, you will never come at all. There's somebody in here today, there's somebody listening today that the Lord's pulling your heart right now, saying, come to me, make me the king of your life. And maybe you've heard this call before on your life and you've tarried over it, you've, you've waited over it, you've, you've pined over it, you've pondered for too long. And right now you just need to say, Jesus, be the king of my life. If that's you, I want you to let one of us know. Jesus, be the king of my life. Last thing I want to share with you is this. I love how in Luke chapter 2, a little bit later on after our scripture verse today, and this teaches us from, from the life of Mary how to continue to trust beyond understanding. How when life gets hard to keep trusting even though we don't understand. In Luke 2, it says this, all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. In the NIV, it says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Do you know, friends, Jesus tells us that in this world, we will face trouble. We know that, don't we? We experience that. We're experiencing that right now, trouble. So what do we do when trouble comes? How do we continue to trust beyond understanding. I love what Mary does. She teaches us how to do it. She remembers how God intervened in the past. She remembers how God broke through, how heaven came to earth in the past. She ponders those things which feeds her heart. I gotta imagine that Mary thought long and hard about that visit that the angel made to her. Wow, Maybe in those moments of birth pain, she remembered, wow, oh no, it was the angel who came and told me about this child. Maybe as her relatives didn't believe her if that happened, oh no, 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 I remember what the angel said about my son. Maybe while her son was on the cross, she went back and thought, no, the angel said, the Lord said his kingdom will never end. I'm sure she went back to that moment where, she, where Joseph came home and said, you know what, Mary, I believe you. I believe you. She thought, wow, a miracle has taken place here. She remembered these things. She, she considered them treasure in her life. Friends, how has God moved in your life? What has he said? How has he broken through in your life? Hold those things as treasures. I'm imagining that Moses, when he went to the Pharaoh for the third, the fourth time, let his people go. And he still wouldn't do it. I imagine Moses remembering and recalling and pondering, I remember that burning bush, Lord. You told me this was gonna happen. I gotta think the disciples, as they were waiting in the upper room, waiting for that Holy Spirit, they thought, oh, let's just go out, let's just go out. No, 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 we have to stay here. We remember, Lord, what you told us. We remember all the things you've done. She pondered, she thought about the moves of God in her life. Friends, I wonder, is God trying to interrupt you right now with a holy interruption? Is God trying to get your attention? And if he is, what's he saying? What's he calling you to? What is he wanting you to change within you? If he were to send an angel of the Lord to you right now, 
What message would he give you? What is he calling you to trust him with in this moment? And will you do it? I pray that this would be a Christmas season where we trust beyond our understanding, where we trust what God is doing in our life, that we would be ready to say yes and that we would see heaven come to earth. I pray that we would be bold in our trusting. Let's pause and let's pray as our worship teams come back forward. Lord, we thank you for this gift that we have in scripture, the story of Mary. And Lord, we, uh, we thank you that you choose us. And Lord, we thank you that Mary chose you. And right now, Lord, we wanna say we choose you. Lord, help us trust beyond our understanding. Lord, I pray if there's anything right now that you're trying to interrupt us with, Lord, that we would hear it clearly that we wouldn't pine over it or tarry until we're better. But Lord, like Mary, we would radically say yes. Oh Lord, come, minister to our hearts right now. We thank you that we have so much confidence in you. You've never failed us. You never will. You never failed us. You never will. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen, amen.